Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of January 15, 2023. For the past several years, the Kentucky Council of the Blind has held a fundraising auction as part of its fall convention. We did not hold an auction with the 2022 convention in November, and we are instead holding it on Saturday, February 11, on our Zoom line. This means that everyone, regardless of where you live, in Kentucky or across the country, can get in on the fun with bidding and buying. Proceeds will support KCB projects as well as the work of our chapters. If you would like to donate auction items, just give us a call at 502 895-4598. Popular items include tech items, jewelry, snacks and homemade treats, collectibles, and much more. You can donate items to benefit a specific KCB chapter if you wish. You can also donate cash to help with the shipping costs. Caution! We are not accepting clothing for this auction. Large print wall calendars are now available upon request. They measure 11 by 17 inches and have plenty of room for writing appointments, notes, etc. Request a calendar by calling us at 502-895-4598 or emailing kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Calendars are provided through the generosity of the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and are the same calendars distributed by the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation. The following meetings and events will be held on the KCB Zoom line. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 862-9889-6972. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next virtual low vision support group at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, January 18, on the KCB Zoom line. The speaker will be Debbie Green, retired rehabilitation counselor from Elizabethtown. Her topic is getting to yes with your rehab counselor. The first GLCB bingo of 2023 is on Friday, January 20, and it's a hybrid event. The roundabout is from 4 to 9 in person at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Bingo is from 7 to 9 p.m. in person and on the KCB Zoom line. We'll socialize with friends, have pizza at around 5 o'clock, talk technology, share tips, and have a bargain table until 7 at the in-person activity. Then there will be bingo from 7 to 9 both on Zoom and in person. For those attending in person, please remember to make your return rides by 9.15. Let us know if you'll be coming in person and having dinner by calling us at 
895-4598. Roundabout on January 27 will be virtual from 7 to 9 p.m. on Zoom. It will be page turners, so come ready to share books and authors and information related to reading. The Tri-State Library users are reading A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain for January. Grab a copy from Bard or Bookshare and be ready to take part in Tri-State's Book Club on Saturday, January 21 at 11 a.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will meet on Monday, January 23 at 7 p.m. The speaker will be Marissa McCarty, and she'll tell us about how she has turned her love for dogs into a work-from-home small business. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision's second in-person support group will be on Monday, January 23, from 1 to 2.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. The address is 150 South State Street in Louisville. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind holds its social hour each Wednesday on its Zoom line at 669-900-6833. The code is 763-689-4411. The speaker for January 18 is a travel agent. Discover services they provide and tips we all can use. New KCB Life members. Each year at its convention, KCB recognizes the individuals who have become life members since the last convention. Here's the KCB Life Member Class of 2022. Angela Anderson from Jeffersonville, Kentucky. Rose Barnett from Auburn, Kentucky. Wendell Barnett from Auburn, Kentucky. Benjamin Drew from Waldron, Indiana. Shauna Franklin from Beaver Creek, Ohio. Jeffrey Friedlander from Cincinnati, Ohio. Faye Fuqua from Louisville, Kentucky. Joel Gaspard from Glasgow, Kentucky. Michael Hall from Owensboro, Kentucky. Kathleen Carr from Louisville. Sylvia Kersenbaum from Bowling Green. Lydia Landberg from Marysville, Indiana. Lisa McKinley from Bowling Green. Patrick McKinley, Bowling Green. Ruth Ann Miller from Jackson, Gary Mudd from Louisville, Rhonda Pinnacuff from Smith Grove, Vicki Pinnacuff from Smith Grove, Mickey Quinzer from Franklin, Sandy Quinzer from Franklin, Jackie Sidney from Louisville, Michael Winstead Nash from Louisville. Life members are the backbone of KCB as they demonstrate their commitment to the organization and its chapters. Life membership in KCB is just $40. To find out more about how you can become a life member, call us at 502-895-4598 or email kcb at kentucky-acb.org. On page 2 this week, you'll find information about Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans. This program was presented by the South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind at its social hour on January 4. The speaker is David Adams, an agent from Nashville, 
licensed in both Kentucky and Tennessee. We're sure that you will find this page packed with information you can use, even if you don't live in Kentucky or Tennessee. You can hear Soundprints each week on ACB Media One, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. All times are Eastern, and you can listen to ACB Media by asking your Alexa to play ACB Media and then choosing the channel you wish to hear. Channels are from 1 to 10, and Soundprints is on channel 1. Listen on your Victor Stream on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org or listen anytime 24 hours a day on the KCB information line by calling 773-572-6318. For more information about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, call us at 502-895-4598. Page two. All right. I guess we'll uh, go ahead and uh, get this call started. Got uh, got a heavy Thank weight. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. You're welcome, Elden. Me and Jewel both sought service from this young man, and uh, we thought he would be a good one to come and talk to us. His name is uh, David Adams, and he's out of Tennessee. Um, so we'll turn it over to him, and then uh, if you have uh, noise around you, maybe mute yourselves. Carla and them are going to try to do a sound print. And then uh, after he talks, then he can, um, you know, take questions and answer if he can. So, David Adams, welcome. Okay, hello, everybody. I'm David Adams. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, I'm based in Nashville, but I actually work Kentucky and Tennessee. You know, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of places in Kentucky that are closer. Louisville's closer than Knoxville, Memphis. So I just consider Tennessee, Kentucky, just my one, you know, just one state together. I pretty much work them all. Now, they have different kind of state rules I go by, but that doesn't really matter that much. Um, so my background, and I'm going to kind of, this is more of an educational. Medicare has a rule. They have a lot of rules. And this rule is uh, when I talk about educational seminars, I'm not allowed to promote a company or talk about a company's benefits, any specific company. So what I'm saying is kind of generic. It's kind of a things that are offered by companies, most companies, uh, not all of them. It depends on the person, the plan, the county you live in, a lot of, a lot of variables. Uh, so uh, it's, it's very generic uh, since Medicare would not allow me to, you know, to talk about a specific company. Uh, but I've been in business. Uh, I've been licensed since 1974. Started out doing a home and auto uh, insurance, worked for a global brokerage firm, worked for worldwide companies, uh, big companies uh, on their commercial insurance. And uh, since uh, Medicare really became a big thing, I actually retired from the uh, property and casualty side and uh, started focusing on Medicare around 2004, 2005, um, right in that range. And uh, even then, we didn't have the amount of companies or the benefits that we have now. Things have really changed over the years. Uh, but I, um, uh, I'm a recent double transplant, so when it comes to medical, things that I talk about on medical, I've experienced. Uh, I've had, I just recently had a heart and kidney transplant uh, back in May uh, after battling congestive heart failure for 
about nine years, and and all the effects that are related to that, and which destroyed my kidney. Uh, so I'm well versed on the medical side, more than just a Medicare advisor. I've, I've actually experienced it. Um, I uh, I'm more or less going to talk about generic Medicare basics. I'm going to skip around because we don't have time to really go into a lot of detail. And anybody that has a specific question that, that we don't cover uh, is welcome to call me. The, the number is going to be there or email me. Uh, I've got two numbers. One of them I carry around with me all the time. It's, a, it's in 5618. The other one stays at home, but, I mean, I work out of my house. So if I'm home, I won't get it till later on that day. If I'm not home and if I'm home, I'll get it right away. Uh, but today, other than just the basics of Medicare, I'm going to talk about what's advertised the most frequently, and that's Medicare Advantage plans. Now, there are, there are a couple of choices that you have. You can get a Medicare supplement, and I don't push either one. I just educate people. I don't really give an opinion on which one I think is better than the other one. They both got their pros and cons. But today, because that seems to be the most common thing now, I'm going to just talk about Medicare Advantage plans, even though I don't really favor one or the other. Uh, but kind of starting out a little bit on uh, Medicare itself, some of the things that for 2023 I want to kind of touch on, and that is, you know, if you have Medicare, now there are exceptions to this. What I'm fixing to tell you, if you have, uh, uh, say, Q&B, you have some, some Medicaid, Kentucky Medicaid, you, there are, this is not for everybody. This is their exception. But generally, your Part B premium cost is going to be $164.90 per month uh, just to have the Part B Medicare that Medicare requires. Uh, then there is a Part B deductible. Now, Part B, just to kind of recap a little bit, Part A is hospital. That doesn't have a deductible. Part B is all other. You know, that would be things from your uh, doctor's appointments to uh, uh, going in for uh, outpatient surgery to ambulance benefits to rehab therapy, that kind of stuff. It's your basically your all other is Part B. And that has a yearly deductible of $226. With, Ameri- with, with Medicare. That's if you have original Medicare. Now, also, if you have Medicare only, Part B, they only pay 80%. So you're, you're responsible for 20, 20% of your bill. In my case, with a $1.2 million bill between April and uh, July, just a three-month period, uh, I've been paying 20% of that. Uh, now, that's not entirely true. Theoretically, I mean, on paper, it looks true. The insurance companies, they have contracts where they're not going to pay the $1.2 million. They're going to pay a lot less. But I would still have to pay 20% less. Uh, so there are some costs. There's some gaps in Medicare that you have to kind of overcome, and that's why they have the, the Medicare supplements and the Medicare Advantage plans to help with that. Um, there's also on the drugs, you know, you have a um, – uh, if you don't have – a Medicare Advantage plan, you pay. You have to pay a forty-three. This is an average cost, forty-three dollars a month, Part D. That's drugs uh, per month to be able to get your prescriptions. Uh, generally, your uh, your prescriptions, of course, run in tiers. Generic tiers are less expensive. They could be no copay to five or ten dollars, and then your specialty drugs can run pretty expensive. Uh, they also have something that everybody dreads, especially people that fall into it. It's called a Part D drug donut hole, and that's where you and the insurance company that pays for your drugs combined have paid out $4,660 for 2023. Once that money has been paid out, you fall into this, what they call this donut hole, 
And what that is is you, you end up paying 20, 25% of the cost of the drug. So some people that take specialty drugs, they can fall into it pretty quick, pretty early in the year. Some people never fall into it. So there's ways kind of to, to kind of get around that a little bit on the, uh, the donut hole. Some of the things that you can do is try, if you can do it, not in some medical instances you can, but if you can get generic prescriptions, uh, sometimes if you uh, get on a, a mail order and you get a 90-day, you'll know in advance what your cost is going to be, and you can kind of prepare for uh, extra costs associated with a donut hole. Uh, you can ask for some drug manufacturing discounts. Um, you, there are some things like extra help or state assistance programs, which we'll, I'll get into in a minute. That would be like Kentucky Medicaid or federal drug program. And, uh, and of course, you could always shop for a different drug or have your doctor maybe recommend a different drug. It's maybe not quite as costly. Uh, that's some of the ways right there. And then there's a, 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 there's a place called GoodRx, which is a card you can get and get discounts on that, and it doesn't go against your donut hole. So there's some place, ways you can get creative if you are – have a whole lot of drugs, which I do. I probably have, I don't know, they change them all the time. I probably have a dozen right now. Uh, so if you're like me and you have a lot of drugs, then it can be challenging uh, as far as that donut hole. But uh, anything like this that I could help and go into more details because I'm kind of skimming through it. I'll be glad to answer any questions, you know, if, if somebody wants to contact me. Uh, but uh, generally when you have an, a Medicare advisor like myself, they should be going over all this. They should educate you and go over all this stuff. Uh, what you have to watch out for on that case is I'm over 65. I'm on some kind of list that uh, these tele telemarketers call. During the annual enrollment period, which just ended October 15th to December 7th, I was getting eight or nine just cold calls a day. And that's, and that's, that's against Medicare laws. Medicare forbids cold calls, but I was getting them anyway. So, uh, and, and these are people, they're seasonal people, they're, they're brought in, they're hired by companies, they're, they train them in August, they have them during the season, in December 7th, they let them all go. And then they hire someone back in January for the three-month period that we're in now. So just be careful when you're dealing with somebody on the phone like that that maybe wasn't recommended to you. Uh, they're, uh, first of all, if they're call, co-calling, you didn't request them to call, they're breaking the law. So if they're not worried about breaking the law, they're not worried about lying to you. So just, just be careful about that. Uh, the way, I, the way I weed them out, I weed them out real quick because I answer my calls. I can't screen my calls because, you know, I have customers and referrals calling me. The way I weed them out when they, they get on the line is uh, they'll start into a spill, and I'll say, are you with Medicare? Which I know they're not. I just say that. Are you with Medicare? And, and most of the time they'll just hang up because they know that they're, not, they're, not, they're already breaking the law once, and that's going to get them to be deeper. Or if that doesn't get them to hang up, I will, I will say, okay, I need your, your full name, uh, your company name and your phone number because this call is being recorded. That'll get them. <laughs> that will, they'll hang up 100% of the time if they're still on there by then because they know they're breaking law and if they're going to be recorded, that recording can be turned over to CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare Services, and they will find them. They will take away the license. They'll do all that stuff. So that's a good way to get rid of the telemarketers if you, you, know, if you are in a position like I am and you have to answer the phone. Uh, another thing I want to touch on, too, and I'm sorry, I'm skipping around, is when you're looking for a plan, if it's a Medicare Advantage plan, you have uh, plans called HMOs, Home Maintenance Organization or a Preferred Provider Organization. And there's really three things that you need to consider when, you, uh, when somebody's talking to you about a Medicare Advantage plan. A lot of it's related, related to your doctor network. So when you get, get an HMO plan, um, 
and that's a pretty common plan. And you usually have to pick a primary care physician to oversee your care. So most people already have one, but if you don't have one, you have to choose one. Uh, and then in some cases, some of this has been changed over the years, but in a lot of cases you have to get a referral from your primary care physician to see a specialist. Uh, and then another thing that you look for is care outside your network. It's only covered in emergency. So if you have a, a big network, if you're in a metropolitan area and you've got a big network, um, and all your doctors are in the network, you're, you know, for the most part, you're, uh, you're pretty safe, unless you travel a lot. You know, if you're, if you're a snowbird and you go down to Florida for three months out of the year or something like that, then HMO may not be the plan for you, although you can use it in an emergency if you have to. A PPO, uh, and these are just kind of offsetting what I just said, uh, a PPO, uh, you can go to any doctor or hospital that takes Medicare and the plan terms. Now, that's, that doesn't apply to all PPOs. This, this, it's, it's very generic. You have to get the company's PPO rules. But generically speaking, with most companies, a lot of companies, you can go to anyone. So that, that gives you more flexibility if you're somebody that travels a lot or things like that. And, you, and you, most of the time you don't need a referral from your primary care doctor. So that's some of the things about a PPO uh, that, that offsets an HMO. Now, an HMO, though, are more common and generally – they may have a bigger doctor network, and they may, and they may give you more benefits. Even though, you know, you, as long as you got a good strong network, you don't travel a lot, or if you do, you're willing to just use it for emergency. And HMO is, is a good choice. Uh, many of them are waiving the doctor referrals now, so you don't have to do that. If you're one who does go out of the area a lot, visits a relative in another state, and spends time there a month or two at a time, you may, you know, strongly consider a PPO. So that that's kind of a a network thing. I just want to kind of go over everybody about choosing uh, networks. Another thing too is uh, I want to talk about is drugs. Uh, back to drugs. Each company has what they call a drug formulary. So if you have a certain drug under one company, it may not be covered under the other company because each one of them has a drug formulary. So when somebody like myself is is you're talking to me about a plan, looking at different plans. Uh, I'm going to, you know, you probably should request that they look up your drugs. Uh, look up the doctors, look up the drugs, make sure which companies cover all your doctors and drugs if, if that's really important to you. Now, if you've got a primary care doctor that you've only seen once or twice and you don't have that strong relationship and you've got an opportunity to get a better plan but, you, but that doctor's not in the plan, then you might consider changing doctors. It's just strictly up to you one-on-one because the companies do have different networks, do have different drug formularies. Uh, there's exceptions now for drugs, not a certain formulary, and you can't take any other drug. Uh, it hasn't worked. Uh, a doc, you know, get a doctor to write something and, and get that an exception to that. Now, the, the cost could be higher. That's the only downside of it. Uh, another thing that's available, and uh, uh, I'm not going to mention names, but some people on the phone call here have this, and that's extra help. Uh, there's different levels of extra help you can get that will pay uh, certain parts. They'll pay your Part B premium at $164.90. They'll pay your deductible at $226. They'll have a lot bigger benefits at no cost, doctor visits no cost, uh, emergency room no cost, uh, outpatient surgery, hospital visits no cost. Uh, and, and that's more or less like under where you have a dual plan under Kentucky Medicaid uh, 
and, and Medicare. It's a joint, and that's why they call it dual. Both of them pay for it, and the benefits are just – those are the best plans out there, I just got to say. But you got to qualify on the Kentucky Medicaid side. If you can get a dual plan like that, then, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing real good. If you don't qualify, and it's mostly based on income, if you don't qualify, you might be able to qualify for the next step, which is a federal drug assistance program. What they do is that they'll, they'll judge you by percentage. They'll say, well, we're going to give you certain help on your Part B premium, and we're going to pay 100% of it, your, your 164.90. Or they might grant you 50%, and it'll say, well, we're going to pay 50% of your Part B premium. Some of these only pay the Part B premium. Some of them will give help on the drugs, or they'll you get your drugs real cheap. It's all it's different levels, and it's all based on your income. So that's one of the things that they'll do is whenever you apply for any of these programs, usually go through the state, the Kentucky Medicaid first. That's the big one. And once they uh, if they approve you, then they'll give you they'll assign you a certain level, like one of them's called Q and B. Q&B Plus, there, there's different levels of it, and that's, that's going to be based on what, you know, whether you qualify for a dual or not and how much it will pay. So you know, that's out there, and that's something a professional can work with you on is on that. Uh, veterans, if anybody, you know, I know, I know everybody here, this is a, a certain group, but if anybody in the past served any time in the service and uses VA or, or even has TRICARE, TRICARE, there's a there's also a veterans program that gives a lot of benefits because typically a veteran like myself doesn't need a drug program because I I got a military drug program so I get I get a, I got a own plan a plan catered just for military that gives a lot of benefits because they don't have to pay the drug cost Medicare doesn't so there's a lot of options out there uh, there's options out there for people that are chronically ill uh, where they'll have certain benefits kind of like the dual plans. So a good professional can work with you, you know, and, and get you help you get established and based on what your needs are. And leading into that, talking about your needs, there's extra benefits that go beyond what Medicare covers. And I'll give you an example of some of those. Uh, and that is you can get a, a card. It's a healthy food card. And it will pay a, a certain amount toward your groceries every month. It may pay a certain amount toward your utility bills every month. Um, and there's a whole lot of options, and, and not every company offers all of these options. This is just kind of taken from a combination. But, you know, you can get over-the-counter items uh, that you normally would get at a CVS or a Walgreens. You can get it out of the catalog and have it sent to you. Uh, so that, you know, that can help with some costs as far as those kind of generic drugs or cough drugs or a lot of stuff like that, first aid kits. Uh, you can get uh, some, some of them offer for, for cleaning supplies or personal hygiene and wellness items. You can even get pet supplies with some companies, uh, a bathroom safety device. Uh, this is one uh, some people may need. I'm not at that level yet because I do have a pet, but robotic pets. Um, and then you can have, they'll actually have some that will help pay toward money toward rent or mortgage, uh, Internet, uh, utilities. Uh, public transportation, or some some companies will you know you'll have transportation if you have to go to the doctor and you don't have a way to get there. Uh, there's there's plans where they'll pay the transportation. Some of them have a limit on the number of trips, so that's what you got to ask for too if you're somebody that needs transportation. Uh, and then there's pest control. So there's a there's a variety of things that are that are out there. 
and, and they'll give you like a, a spending card, and it'll be like a Visa or MasterCard. And um, and then sometimes certain, just certain stores like a Walmart or Kroger may um, use it. Every they got a list on here on one of the companies: Kroger, Walmart, Dollar General, Walgreens, and, and some others. It just depends on the company and who uses that. Uh, but uh, uh, so that those are extra benefits that are thrown in there. Also, there's dental, uh, there's hearing aid benefits. Now, what you got what you got to watch out for when you're talking to somebody about these benefits is. Somebody come in there and say, "Hey, this has a great dental benefit. Yes, you know, it's, it's best dental, best dental benefit, benefit I've seen in a long time." You may not need dental. Well, you're like, "Well, I don't need dental. I need I need a company that maybe focuses on other items. You know, if this company's focusing on dental and they're giving me less for the other items, well, that's not. I need a company that does the opposite. So, you know, going over your needs with a representative like. What's important to you is what the plan needs to be tailored for. You need to get the plan that fits you right for a lot of reasons, for doctors, for formularies, for the extra benefits, you know, that you need or like, and also the extra help that, you know, if you're getting some, like the Kentucky Medicaid. So, you know, there's things that somebody just needs to sit down and take the time with you, you know, and go over and make sure you get the right plan. Um, you can change plans now. The annual enrollment runs October 15th to December 7th. Anybody can change any plan then. That's that's wide open. That's why it's so busy. We have they have now what Medicare has called an open enrollment plan, which is January 1st right now, till March 31st. And and what you can do on that is you can change from one Medicare Advantage plan to another. So if you came to me on November in November and I enrolled you in a plan. And maybe we got into January, because uh, the plan didn't start to January 1st. We got into the middle of January, you said, well, you know, this plan's not working for me. I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. I'd like to go back to my old plan or go to another plan. I could sit down during this open enrollment, and we can switch you to another plan or back to your old plan. So that's the reason why they had the open enrollment, in case people get in there and they say, well, you know, I kind of made a mistake. I shouldn't have gotten this plan. You know, or maybe you bought it from somebody on the phone. Somebody on the phone didn't go over the plan. Got you in something that doesn't fit your needs, and you're like, hey, you know, I got to get, I got to get out of this plan. Well, you have that option the first three months of the year to do that. So that's called open enrollment, and we're in that phase right now. Uh, another thing is, um, some companies, and it, it goes by state. They have, they Medicare, they rate companies, and they they rate them by customer service, by financial strength, by paying claims, how quickly they pay claims. This is star rating. Five star being the highest, and it's hard to get a five star. So in Tennessee, I'm not I'm not familiar with any, any five stars in Kentucky this year because it's it's hard to get them. But Tennessee, we have three. So basically, five star programs. I have no I have no limits as far as the time of the year. I, in 2023, I can see somebody in Tennessee, and I've got three companies that I can put them with any time of the year. So. That's that's what they call a five star rated company, and you know, and they grant it year by year. So, and it's plan by plan, and so it's not always a company A may have one five star plan, but they may have four that are not five star. So, that kind of gives you an idea of other options as far as during the year that you may have. Uh, the other thing is, um, well, the main thing I think I've already touched on is how to choose your plan, the doctor network, uh, the drug formulary, your needs whether it be dental, hearing aids, uh, transportation, utility assistance, whatever, 
you know, that's, that's a lot of things that you need to look for when you get ready to choose a plan. Um, I can go into some more specific things, but let's see. Uh, maybe, maybe if, uh, Jewel, I think there's some ways that you talk to people that, I mean, that you use to kind of, uh, that, that might have some people in here if you want to kind of chime in on what you, uh, you know, some of the things that's been successful for you. Well, one thing that I did when I first got on the new plan was I, when I talked to them, I specifically said, you know, these are my needs. What benefits do you have that meet these needs? And then they were able to walk me through some of the, you know, things that maybe I didn't know as much about. Um, like I mentioned that I might want to get a service dog in the future, and they said, oh, we have a service dog program, you know, things like that. Um, things that I may not have noticed otherwise because there's just so many other things that only work for some people. Some of the companies for Medicare uh, will have an app, and, um, you know, downloading that app can be very helpful. Um, there's one for my, my plan, and then other plans will have different ones, and that can be really helpful, and they do try to make those pretty accessible with VoiceOver and with Zoom and, you know, such. Um, but they will also, like, you know, if, if there's a problem, they will work with you. Uh, one thing that I did do when I got on the plan was I asked them, what alternative formats do you have for uh, mail? And they they had to ask because they hadn't had that question before, but they do now send things to me in Braille. Um, and they do also do large print. Um, so asking your, you know, your, your plan company if they do alternative formats, um, I believe requires it, but I'm not certain of that. Um, but then, you know, they don't always know about that because they don't get that question asked. But if you ask about it, then they will look into it. Um, and asking lots of questions is important. I found that, you know, the more questions I ask, you know, I may get a no on some things, but there's going to be yeses, and maybe those yeses are things that I didn't know about, and that helps a lot. I have a question, if I can. I just found out today that um, <clears throat> Dexcom supplies are now um, a pharmacy item. Have, do you know anything about that and what that uh, means? No, no I, I don't know that. Uh, generally, whenever uh, companies, uh, when things change like that, companies will kind of let us know. Now, they may not let us know right away. It just depends on sometimes they evaluate it and see if it's going to be a part of, you know, what they have and, if, you know, as far as their uh, supplies. This, the supplies that uh, what's the kind of supplies is that? Is that more like uh, things that's, like walkers or assistance like that? That's yes, diabetes uh, equipment. Is a, um, is a diabetic, um, it's a sol uh, glucose monitor. Oh, okay. Now, uh, there has been a lot of changes in the last year or two on the diabetic side. As uh, a matter of fact, like insulin has been lowered to like $35. And it's with some company. This is generically speaking again. And uh, things like the test scripts, the glucose, the monitors, things like that, in some cases are just, you know, give, provided to you. And, it, and once again, it depends on the company. And that's something that uh, a company, you'd have to ask a, a representative of a company if this specific company that they're talking to you about, what their position is as far as covering the diabetic. All of them cover diabetics, but what level do they cover, like copays and things like that? Yeah, I, okay. Um, the other thing I found out that you probably don't know much about yet either, but is Hetlios. Um, I use I take Hetlios for sleep disorder. Uh huh. And 
all last year I had no co-pays. Then all of a sudden this year they started assessing a co-pay. And so it it's really tough. All of a sudden, you, you know, at the first of the year, all of a sudden something that you had straightened out and working correctly and all that becomes a problem until you get it straightened out again. <laughs> yeah. Is it a, a is it a name, name? Are they charging a pretty significant copay, or how much? About how much are they going to charge you? Not bad. It's um, it's only it's only about uh, ten dollars a month. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, and some companies they they do change their formularies, and some change their networks. Uh, they'll change their formularies January first of every year, so sometimes things like that change. Uh, another company may still have it at a no cost. Uh, so sometimes when you get a lot of changes like that, it's almost good to kind of check. If you have a representative, say like myself, uh, I'll, I'll call people up in like September before the annual enrollment period, and I'll say, you know, I, I know you're happy with your, your plan you have that I set you up in, but things change each year, and the plan I put you in may not be the strongest plan for 20 the next coming year. So, uh, do you really like your plan? Then, then, uh, then stay with it. But if you want to look at an opportunity and see what else is out there with the changes, I'll be glad to shop it for you. Uh, so, you know, your representative can do that for you and, and help you with the transition from year to year. Okay. Uh, thank you. And so that 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 makes a big difference right there. Okay. Thank you. Okay. David, and, are you and, uh, more questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you all have any questions, go ahead and raise your hand, and I'll call on you. Go ahead, Diane. Okay. David, how in the world do they expect people to keep up with all of this? Uh, it, it, I mean, it's even tough on us, the people that do it every day uh, because they're constantly changing stuff, the, the, the government, Medicare. <laughs> they're constantly changing the laws. You know, it's. I mean, it's it's a job for us, and every year, I and, uh, don't usually about, see how you got, do it. I don't see it, how you do it. <laughs> we have to get recertified every July. We have to go. We have to get, go through all these classes and testing uh, just to keep up with the changes. And and you know, so yeah, it's it's a lot. So that's why it's good to get somebody that you know does it. You know, they're they're they know the area. They do it. That's what they do. They're not a, a part time telephone kind of person. Just calling and then you know and then working three or four months out of the year and then they're not available anymore. You need somebody that you can rely on during the year to call about things like that. I'll give you another example is in here in in Tennessee, two companies uh, notified me ten days ago that as of April first they're no longer taking Vanderbilt. Well, I just had a double transplant and guess where it was Vanderbilt. <laughs> One of those companies, one of those companies, I have my Medicare with, so I've got to change mine. Uh, probably effective February first, uh, because my care is at Vanderbilt, and those two companies are not taking Vanderbilt anymore. So, and they'll usually make a big announcement for that. So I've already called uh, people that I've placed with that company and asked them, "Do you use Vanderbilt?" And if you, you know, if you do or don't, do you want me to look at maybe changing? Because we can make a change. Because of you know them announcing this, so okay. you, know, you have to be if somebody that you work with you know keeps up with stuff and will call you and let you know uh, that you know that something like this happens that way you won't be caught by surprise. And in my case, my bills are really high at Vanderbilt, so I can't afford any surprises like that if I'm not notified uh, right. like that. So so that's important that that good communication you know comes from who you work with. Um, 
And, I hope that helps. And is there any way that, I don't know, that they could uh, sort of, uh, well, I, no, I don't know that that's any better because it just makes it, once you start saying mandate something where they'd have to do this within, you know, like at a certain point, just like the open season where they limit it from one date to one date. That's uh, right. To have companies have to follow that same kind of routine. But then if you get into making laws Sometimes it's worse than if you just leave it alone. I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, it depends on how they how they write the laws and and and, and exactly. that type of thing. Exactly, and I don't. I'm not willing to trust that anybody's going to really uh, do it that knows what they're talking about. So that's exactly I right. Just, yeah, uh, they need to have people. They need to have people like us that are actually on the plan and, and use the plan. <laughs> and like I said, I'm. I'm free if you're going to talk to me uh, with, with the numbers provided or the, or the email. I'll be glad to talk. I'm, you know, I'm full time. I do it year round. Teresa, I have a question. You mentioned earlier that the, you had not come across any five star Kentucky plans. How would no. one find a or how do you? Is that something only you, as a broker, can see? There, uh, no. Uh, you, there's a website called Medicare.gov. And mm-hmm. uh, you can go on there, and I even use them. Uh, you can go on there, and you just put in your zip code, uh, and then uh, it'll, okay. it gives you different options to search for the companies, and it'll pull up, and you can even list your drugs on there to see which companies take your drugs. And then it'll pull it up, and it'll tell all the companies that are available in your area. Uh, and so you can see, and it'll show if they're five-star or three-star, whatever they are. Okay. Or if you're working with all somebody... Right. You can have them research for you. And one other question. Mm-hmm. Um, what, okay, you talk about dual eligible. Uh-huh. When I call Medicaid, they tell me I'm not. When I call WellCare and Humana and give them my numbers, my Medicaid number, my Medicare number, they tell me I am. Mm. Well, you know what? What do I do? I mean, it's, I, I don't um, want to take out my plan and find out five years later that I wasn't supposed to have that plan, and now I owe a bunch of money back. Well, if the company, I don't know what what the communication is between Kentucky Medicaid and the companies, but I mean, if two was, companies are saying that, yeah, and they that, gave me some that, letters, I, something full. Full, 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 dual, or full, ask full, yeah, full, dual eligibility. It was like four, yep. four letters. That, and ask that's them what, what they gave me, both of them. They had different classifications, and just ask them what classification. Full, okay. And uh, uh-huh. uh, now, was this for twenty twenty three or was this in twenty twenty two? It was for twenty three. Okay. Um, I would. I would call one of those companies back, WellCare Humana, and, and just, you know, ask them to double-check their records, you know, that Kentucky Medicaid okay. is saying that you're not, you know, can you verify it? Can you get this verified for me? And they can, they can, they have ways they can verify it. If you're working with a rep, somebody that's in a position I'm in, they can do that work for you, you know, if, if you have somebody that you work with. They can actually do 
Well, I was uh, in his office. He does my husband's, and, and while I was there, he said, have you changed yours this year? And I said, no, not yet. And I said, I need to know if I'm dual eligible. So he called them and gave them my numbers, and I heard them say, it was four four letters, but it, when they spelled it out, it was dual, full full dual eligibility. There's a way, if, if the person that does your husband, there's a way he can research it and get you an official answer because uh, the fact that two companies are saying that and Medicaid's not, there's something wrong there. But they can they can they can get to the bottom of it. They can you know somebody that just works with that like I do on a daily basis. They they got resources and stuff. They can go try to find out more about it. And if you would ask him to to research it, that that you know you need you just need to know for sure. Did I understand you to say a, a robotic pet a while ago? Was that what you said? Yes, some companies, some companies will do that. It's not every company. Uh, all those things I named off are just a combination of companies. You know, some will offer some of the stuff and some won't. And then some will only offer to duels. It just, yes, yeah, it's, it's a variety of stuff. Tony, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? So my question, I guess, uh, well, I'm a veteran, and I've called the VIST coordinator there at the VA, but the question is, does the VA have anybody that could advise me? Um, I, I'm on a retiree plan that I had to retire early because of vision, uh, but now uh-huh. I'm Medicare eligible. And I think, um, you know, I would like to know, find out at least, if it would be wise to switch to Medicare instead of, uh, you know, what I currently have is a government Aetna plan from a retiree standpoint, but they... They tell me the VA didn't have anybody that could counsel them. <laughs> yeah, on the Medicare, yeah, the VA people are not trained to, on the Medicare side, uh, but there, there's plans, and I'm an example of that. Is, uh, I don't have VA, but I have TRICARE because I'm retiring. And I have uh, a plan, a Medicare Advantage plan, and then whatever the co-pays, it's kind of, it works kind of like a dual or a Medicare supplement. Whatever co-pays I owe, my military retirement picks it up. So basically, I have 100% coverage. Uh, if you are uh, military, you can get, uh, you can actually get a plan like that, like what I've got. Uh, now, it won't pick up 100%. It'll just give you a bunch of extra benefits because you don't have TRICARE. You have the VA. But what happens is if you have the VA and you end up getting Medicare, and, and the same thing with your Aetna plan, if you don't like what the VA has diagnosed you, you can, you know, you, you got another plan to go get a second opinion. Or if they won't cover a certain drug, you know, you got a plan where you can go get that drug covered. So you actually have a backup just in case the VA doesn't want to cover a certain thing. Uh, and that could be with a, you know, with your Aetna plan or if you come off your Aetna plan, I don't know if you're paying a monthly premium for it or not. Uh, but you can get some of these VA plans, they not only will not charge you a monthly premium and give you more benefits, they will give you what they call a buyback. And I get, on my military program, the insurance company I'm with pays me $75 a month just to have the program. Now, they don't pay me direct. What it does, it, it, it goes toward my Part B premium. So I'm pay, instead of paying 164 a month, I pay just a little over $100. Uh, so it, it, I get the money either way. Uh, so there's, there's what they call a buyback, and a lot of the military programs have that. Uh, so it, it would be something worth looking into, especially if you get to a point where maybe you're, if you're paying a lot for your Aetna plan and you have the Medicare, you have the Part A and B, uh, and maybe maybe you're happy with 
the way the VA is doing your drugs because you won't have a drug plan with a military program. That's one of the reasons they give you a lot more benefits is because they don't have to pay drugs. So my drugs are paid for by TRICARE. So if you, you're happy uh, getting your drugs uh, through the VA and you don't see, foresee any problems with that, a military plan without a drug benefit could be a very loaded plan for you once you decide to, to go off your group plan with Aetna. Yeah. So, so how, that is, how do you research that? Uh, you, just somebody like myself can, can research it for you. Uh, they'll, they'll just get your zip code, the county you're in, and because and, uh, it goes county by county, even though you got states, Tennessee, Kentucky, but they go by county by county, too. So uh, somebody you know, that's in the, the, the situation I'm in can, do, can research it for you. We have software, and we have things we can pull up and, and compare and do all that stuff. Hmm. Okay. So... And I'll be glad to help you with that. If, you know, if you uh, once we get off the call, you know, at some point you want to uh, contact me somewhere or another, email or phone call or text, I'll be glad to, to search that for you. Can we get your contact information recorded? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the main the main number is uh, area code six one five six seven nine five six one eight. That's the cell phone number I carry around with me and what I usually uh, have on the business cards. I do have a backup number, but it mainly stays at my house. Now, I do work out of my house when I'm not on the road, uh, but, the, the, but if I'm on the road, if you call that second number, I might not be till that evening before I get the message. But it is 615-944-9278. Uh, That's my backup phone. Uh, then I have my email address, and it's my name in small letters. So it's David Adams. D-A-V-I-D-A-D-A-M-S-117. That represents my, my birthday, November 7th. So davidadams117 at gmail.com. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we have 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take some more calls unless somebody wants to talk about something specifically uh, because I did, I did go, I go, went kind of fast. I just thought I would tell people things that maybe you can't read in a, and a, me- a basic Medicare book, things that just happen that you're not prepared for, maybe nobody told you about. That's that's kind of what I touched on more or less today, about the phone calls, the extra help, and how to get it, and the different levels of it, and the donor home and drugs and the premium. So that's that's kind of the way I picked out what I want to talk about today. But there's a lot of stuff I didn't cover. You know. Um, I have a question about extra help. Okay. Um, you covered it a little bit. Um, is if you have extra help, do they always cover copays, or is there only certain copays? Um, like all of a sudden, I'm getting a copay for the Hetlios. Hetlios was covered 100%. Now all of a sudden, there's a copay. Um, how does that work? Do you know anything about? Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a chart right here in front of me. Uh, it's a 2022 chart, but it, it still applies to 2023. And it's got, for, for Medicaid, it's got seven different levels. Uh, and some of uh, things like QMB Plus, which is the best level, it covers everything across the board. It covers your Part B premium. It'll pay it. It'll pay for your deductible and your co-pays or whatever under Part A and B, and it'll, it's got full Medicaid benefits. But then you get down to some of the plans, like um, they call it SLMB, which is specified low-income Medicare beneficiary, and this is all based on, on your income. Uh, the, uh, it covers the Part B premium only. 
It does not cover your deductibles and co-pays, and it's not a full Medicaid. So they assign you, like, diff- different levels, and that can be confusing. Even the brokers, like myself, it can be confusing. That's why I keep charts around that I can, I can refer to real quickly. Uh, so... So they will assign you a level. You know, they'll, they'll assign you, and they'll, they'll send your card on it. And if you don't qualify for any of that, they have the, uh, another federal where they assign you a percentage, where they'll, where you'll pay a, a, instead of paying the full copay or anything, you'll pay 25 percent of it, or maybe 50 percent of it. it. It's different levels, ranging from 25 to 50 percent to 75 or 100 percent. So there, it's, it can be confusing. They call it a subsidy, like. Uh, you can get a 50% subsidy or 75% subsidy. So it's confusing. That's why it's good to have somebody that, that can work with you and, and, and clarify everything for you based on what the Medicaid has granted you as far as your, what you are. Okay. Thank you. I actually have a question, though. Um, Teresa brought up an interesting I, I thought. Um, are there situations where somebody has both Medicare and Medicaid but is not dual eligible? And if so, when? Well, generally, if you have both, you are going to be dual eligible. Um, you just may not get the same benefit. You may have a uh, a dual eligible that only pays your Medicare Part B premium, and you know, and, and nothing else. Uh, so, uh, but generally, you're going to have you're going to be a dual person. Uh, actually, come to think of it, I, let me let me double track a little bit. There are a few duals that won't cover. Certain there are a few duals that will only cover the QMB and SLMB. So yeah, that actually that question is there are yeah there are a few companies that will not cover everybody, but you're still dual. It's just you know you may not be able to qualify for a dual a certain dual program. And some companies will take some, and some companies will won't. So it it, it depends on the state and depends on the company. Okay, cool. Thank you for that answer. Mm Hmm. Do we have any more questions out there? Sometimes the counties have a lot to do with what's there. Like some counties, the metropolitan counties, uh, and, and they don't have to be metropolitan, but larger cities, Louisville, Bowling Green, Nashville, they'll have a wider variety of choices where you get into some of the more rural areas. They may not have as wide a variety of choices, but they, you know, there's still some good ones. It just maybe it's not as wide of a selection. That makes sense. But if you live in a county, county surrounding Louisville, surrounding Bowling Green, Surrounding Nashville, even you know, even going 30, 40 miles out, they're pretty much treated the same as the metropolitan area. If you move from one county to another, you have to call because they may not have your plan in the next county. So you have to call and see if they need to switch you to a different plan because it's county by county and state by state. That's something to keep in mind if you ever move to another county. When you give them your new address, they would tell you if your new county doesn't um, doesn't um, have that plan, right? Why? Well, or the plan, the booklets they send you, it'll, it'll tell what counties it's in. Or okay. you know, somebody like me, I can I can tell real quick. But it, it, the, the literature they send you, it tells you what counties they're in. That plan, anyway. I mean, the company may be in every county. They could they could be nationwide, but this particular plan may only be in a handful of counties. Mm-hmm. Because each, each company has multiple plans. Okay. Well, David, we really do appreciate you taking the time today. Um, oh, glad to do it. Hope, hope it helps. Hope it helps some. Yeah. Well, if there's any more, if there's no more questions. Thanks so much. We'll 
Yeah, at least gives you some, you. some things to think about whenever you're choosing a plan, some extra things that, you know, somebody, a professional may come in and say, well, i got a real low copay for your primary care. i got a low copay for your specialist. i got a low copay for your out-of-pocket. They don't talk about some of this other stuff. And that's stuff that you, if you have it wrote down or, you know, that you can ask. It's, it's questions to ask in case a person doesn't bring it up. You can bring it up. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for being here today. Okay, well, thank, thank everybody, and it's a good group, and I enjoyed, enjoyed spending time with you. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598, or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.